Γεια σας, είμαι Δημήτρη Πάνος and today on the Popcorn Talk Network Anatomy of a Movie we will be discussing of course my big fat Greek wedding. There you go. Welcome to Popcorn Talk featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Hello. Hello. That was awesome. Well, yes, everybody. And yes, my name is Dimitri Panos, host of today's Popcorn Talk presents Anatomy of a Movie. And of course, with the music behind me and the hito underneath the table, we are going to be dissecting and talking about the long-awaited sequel. And by long-awaited, took 13 years to make sequel, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. So... Uh, along with me today, the very lovely, beautiful, talented, gifted, and, and, and educated, my, I have to the very, very far right of me, they would be left on your screen, oh, wow. Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. All those adjectives were for me. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. And, um, well, say hello. Hello, and, everyone. Thank you. And, and then you two, we've never done this before, yeah, so I'm going to say this, you two. We've done many two. other things. Absolutely. Yeah. Shh. Hush. Don't You're speak welcome. A word. So, Lauren Legrasse, so thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having <clears throat> me. Honored to be here and to speak about all the Greeks. Yes, and speak about all the Greeks and the weddings uh, and the families. Uh, so let's. We're talking about my big fat Greek wedding. Uh, two. Two. Um, so, you know, as we always open up this show. Uh, we're going to toss it to, we're going to start off with, uh, with you, Marissa. Let's talk about our opinions of this movie, of the sequel. I thoroughly loved this film. I was a humongous fan of the first one when it came out. I was one of those people who watched it a million and a half times, saw it twice in theaters. So I was a big fan of the first one. And then I was so equally excited knowing that the second one came out. And then when I went to the theaters, I was equally excited just to watch it again. And I had high, fun expectations for the film. And it hit every single one of them. And I was laughing like no other. And it takes a lot to get me laughing. And I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed this film. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Great. So, yeah. I'm excited. Opa. I, I loved it. Opa. Spanakopita. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it as well. Um, it, it was a very uh, emotional film for me on multiple levels. So I, I laughed a lot, but it also reminds me of my own family. I'm an only child girl, and my mom and dad take care of my grandparents. So have taken care of My mom still takes care of my grandma. So there's a lot of emotional uh, connection I felt to it. But the first 15 minutes... I could not stop laughing. I was I thought I was going to have to be carried out of there because I was going to be in so much abdominal pain from the laughter that was coming. So really great job with the writing, um, and I was really, really impressed. Good. Well, I, I, when, you, when, you, when you and I were talking about uh, prior to coming in here, I said, I'm going to do my opinion in, in my Greek accent. So, so here we go. <laughs> Being that I am the token Greek um, on this panel, at the very least, so... Uh, when a, a first hearing doing a sequel to a movie <laughs> opened 13 years ago, I said, Why? Why is this happening? Too long, too long. How could it be any good? And so I went to go see it, and, and I found this sequel to be funnier than the original. Yes, funnier than the original. There you go. So, well, I found that it was, Maybe. well, simple, and some could argue perhaps trite. You go, movie, to me, at least wisely shifts focus from romance 
to the actual family matters. And let's face it, this Greek family is funny. And I have a Greek family, and they are funny too. So I say this as a Greek, finding myself, I was on the outside looking into my own family traits, traditions, and craziness, though my mother would argue about the craziness part, opa. So let's get this started. I really found, I did, I found this movie to be very funny. I was laughing way more than I anticipated in this movie. And, and again, I do think that we, it was wise. Let's switch to Family Matters. We're going to make this even more. This was a character comedy. Like, and everybody was characters, but not caricatures, especially growing up in a Greek family. It didn't pander. And I just, I, again, I was like, wow. Nia Verdalos getting the team back. I go, this worked. I, I would be on board for part three. That's how much I like this movie. Oh, for sure. I think, <clears throat> I think it's maybe it's fair to say that all of us would be because yeah. it seems like we all loved it. Uh, what I liked is that with such a big ensemble in the first yeah. movie, it's it's usually hard, especially with so much time that has passed between t- these two movies, is now that with so many people that was in the first one, it's so hard to get the same exact people for the second one. And mm-hmm. they all gladly came. came back. Yeah. And that's such an amazing feat. Yeah, they, they did gladly come back, and you're right. I mean, when you're talking 13 years, there are some people in the cast who 13 years ago, people can say that they were old, right? And now and they're yet, really old. <laughs> yeah, and no. well, but, well, no. I mean, well, Michael Constantine himself is, is 88 years old. Uh, he did yeah. such an He's incredible 88, job. 88, and he has not done another feature film since the original My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Wow. He's done a little bit of TV. He's done some short films. He hadn't even worked since 2010. I was yeah. looking So, yeah, I mean, to get him to come back, like, is is, is an amazing testament, I believe, to uh, uh, the property, to Nia Verdalos and team, and Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, the production team, Playtone, mm-hmm. getting them back. I mean, uh, Lainey Kazan. I mean, you know... No, and again, I don't mean disrespect, but we're not talking people, you know, they're pretty much like in, they, 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 they're they happy to be working, but they're happy to come back from all interviews I've seen and read. Everybody just like, as soon as Nia Verdalos put out the call, mm-hmm. it was like, yes. So, yeah, it was great. It was good. It was such a good cast. It, it amazing that they all came back. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's just a testament to like who they are and how much they loved doing the original and how much together. the original meant to them that it left such an imprint on their lives and just in the industry itself I mean no one really expected that movie to be as big as it was the first one right it that broke records and like astounded everyone and and I think that had such a positive influence on them and such a big Im- impact that they wanted to come back and just for more, just to have fun. Yeah, and just going back, Lena Kazan in an interview had said that um, she almost turned down the original. You know, and it really? wasn't, yeah, she almost turned down the original. It wasn't like it was a lot of money um, going into it. And, you know, she didn't quite, she wasn't quite grasping, but she's, she, she, she was looking at all these other people who were doing this. And she's like, oh, what the hell? Like, if they're doing it. And, and then she says, best time of my life he goes we felt like family we would sit together eat together we would joke together rehearse like and so coming back and this is one thing that i really think that this movie is great coming back everybody including laney kazan looks to be having a really good time together Mm -hmm. and that is so important for a movie like this 
Like, no, everybody had a big smile on their face. They, they were ready to perform and step up and have just fun. And what I liked is that <clears throat> when everyone came back, they were exactly who they were mm-hmm. 12 yes. years ago. They didn't miss yeah. a beat. Yeah. They, and it was exactly everyone's expectations of these characters that we fell in love with for such a little time on screen. Mm-hmm. And then they did the exact same thing for such a little time on screen. But they all had their moment. Right. And we were like, yep, that's Nikki. That's, you know, whoever. That, you know, it, it was just, it was so fun to see the same characters yeah. with so much time. It was. And, and I'm even going to, I'm going to take it a step further. I think that the movie, that this particular sequel, that my Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, really owns it, owns, owes a lot to its veterans like Mr. Constantine, like Lenny Kazan, like mm-hmm. Andrea Martin. I really do think that they ended up being the backbone of this movie a lot. Um, and you're right, their characters hadn't changed much outside of getting a little older, you know, but our main characters, Tula and her husband, John played by John Corbett, a lot have changed in their lives that we see right from the opening of the movie, which again, to me, hysterical opening, Coming out, it's winter in Chicago. Oh, the Windex. And it's it's brutal in Chicago. It is brutal. It's colder than anywhere. And then you know, backs out, goes next door, picks up. Yeah, goes next door, picks up, and then goes. And each house was more Greek than the other. (laughs) Where one just looked like a Greek church (laughs) with the dome on top. (laughs) Like like that's very funny. But Um, uh, yeah. I loved it. it was so smart because if you remember like the first one started off Tula's in a car and it was the exact same beast and then uh, we immediately got a Windex reference so the we, people from the get-go were already laughing yeah okay before As... anyone started talking right Right. Dimitri, yeah. the, the Windex thing, is that real in Greek culture, or is like does every family have their own version of Windex? Nah, I mean, I use Windex to clean windows, maybe a floor. I'd never put it on a, hell, I hate putting alcohol on a scrape. Windex <laughs> really never burns. never put it on your hip to no, make it feel better? <laughs> I never put the Windex on my hip, then settled the, uh, what, what he's doing. Like, but, you know, yeah. at this point, look at how... You know, try Windex on a frozen Although, car. no, Windex does now. actually, uh, Windex... Windex on a frozen lock. On a frozen lock. Well, there's my antifreeze properties. So... Now but, I know, and that's so much cheaper than the stuff I've been buying. But there so. are Greek remedies that every, like my grandfather, my grandfather, who I'm named after, uh, his Greek remedy was Uzo. Uzo for everything. Oh, U- that's an alcohol, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's rocket fuel. Let's, let's, let's like be licorice, clear. It tastes like licorice, right? It tastes like rocket fuel if you've ever, yeah. I mean, I've never eat, drank rocket fuel, but that's Uzo. That, that was his remedy for every. It was Would his he medicine. give it to you as a kid as well? Oh, absolutely. It was his medicine. Have some Uzo. Yeah. He goes, oh, I have to have my medicine. My medicine. Yeah. He would start off every day. Come on. And, and this isn't alcohol. It's clear, but it changes the properties of water. When you put a little bit of water in it, it turns white. Anything that can change the property, the color of water like that, oh. can't be yeah, good for your Uzo. stomach. No. It was great for the my grandfather. The lining of your intestine. Can't it was be great for him. So, so each Greek family, I believe, has has their has has their own quote unquote remedies. Yeah. So, um, and Gus's remedy, you know, and you're right. As soon as that Windex bottle comes out, you're like instant back in. recall, and mm-hmm. you're back in. And and it was it was it was a great way to not only re- reintroduce us to the characters that we knew and loved, but to introduce our new characters, our new cousins and nieces the and nephews. Ones, yeah. 
I thought it was great. The con, you know, the conversation about how Greeks invented hockey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Greeks invented everything. Yeah, I know. and I loved how they took the because Gus was so well known for always explaining Greek origin, and I loved how they kind of passed that. Oh yeah. To the next generation. And now the kid's saying yeah. it, and he's so Greek. He was yeah. dead on. It, it, dead it, on. It, it, there you go. There you go. There you go. So, there you know, you and what I find interesting is, and, and this was something that, that crossed my mind, it's usually, what the hell did it take so long to make a sequel to My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Oh, you yeah, figured that that would have been fast-tracked, like, immediately. And upon, like, looking into it and, and reading about Nia Verdalos, it, everything made sense. Number one, I'm sure... She didn't want to be just stuck as the my big fat Greek wedding person. Yeah. Um, it, the origins of this start off. I mean, it's been it was a one woman show that she did, um, which which is very funny. And and as a Greek, somebody actually, I saw her one woman show on a recommend saying, oh, if you're Greek, you're gonna love this. If you're not Greek, you're really gonna love it too. But being Greek, you're gonna love this. And I remember seeing it before there was ever a movie. I'm like going, oh my god, she nails it. That that that's. My family, and what's weird is how it, yes, it is everybody's Greek family. Like, they are all stories like that. And for, going back to story for Nia Verdalos, what I was reading is, after the original My Big Fat Greek Wedding, she didn't have a story. She didn't have a life story that she could, she felt would do justice to a sequel. And it took her and her husband, Ian, uh, Ian Gomez, uh, they adopted a child. And it was from the adoption and her being a mom. And uh, I love the I love this story. She was taking her girl to her first day of school and some kindergarten, a, a kindergarten and some woman, you know, uh, who was also dropping their kid off, said something to the effect of, oh, can you imagine in like 17 years, like we're dropping them off to school. And next thing you know, we're going to be dropping them off to college. And she started having heart palpitations and she couldn't breathe. She's like, oh, oh my God. She became the Greek suffocating mother. Like she, And she was like, oh my God. And at that instant, she's like, I have my story. Mm-hmm. She goes, I have my story. And she went to go write it. And I'm like, oh, that's that's really funny. Like, you just never know where that inspiration is going to come from. Yeah. And to me, that's, you know, and it took her about three weeks. She kept on going back and forth. And uh, yeah, I love I, that. I really enjoy that because, you know, it makes sense when she <clears throat> was writing the first one, that was kind of like a testament of her life at that point. Right. And a reflection, and it's more so, it was kind of like a self-biography in a way, writing her life onto the pages. And then I completely believe that because the second one has a more mother nature, or a mother nurturing kind of yeah. feel to it, especially from Tula's perspective. Right. And she's... Nia said herself, like, she couldn't get herself emotionally into that, uh, explore the emotions of motherhood because she herself wasn't a real mother right. yet. And then once she was a mother, and then she had that moment dropping her kid off, it was like, yeah, she completely understands. She knew she had a story. Yeah. 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 Because she can actually write to that feeling. From right. the truth. And and, yes. and from yeah. the truth. She's, she's spoken about how she only writes from her truth. So, right. And that's the best way to write because anything else, I mean, yes, you can create things, but it also has to come from some part of you. So she is an extremely authentic writer. She even said that movie she did where um, she was supposed to be like a cross, or what was it? She, she was performing, pretending to be a, um, not a cross-dresser. 
I don't remember, but she was like a stage performer. She said that was coming from some side of her as well. So like every movie she does is based in some part of her reality. So it makes sense that she would wait. But didn't they also do a My Big Fat Greek Wedding series that got taken off the air? Yeah, it was a very short-lived series. I don't even think that it, it, it made it a season. So I would think that that would have been a factor in holding her back from doing a new one too because, you know, like that didn't really progress in the way maybe they thought it was going to and so they didn't maybe want to ruin the legacy by doing yeah. a new one as well. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. that you brought that you bring up the series because upon watching the movie, my big the, the original My Big Fat Greek Wedding, there, there are parts of it that, that one can easily point out and say you know that's very that's very sitcomish that's very that's that's television that's television comedy writing not necessarily for the big screen but it didn't matter obviously to the movie going audiences um and so i and i felt that going into the sequel you know yes it's simple it's a simple story there's no raunch to it and i'm not Please, I'm not being a prude here, but it was sort of a breath of fresh air that, that, that you know, you can take a family to this movie. Oh, yeah. You can understand all the beats going on, whether you're Greek or not. Um, and, it, and it's a quote unquote, it's a safe comedy that actually happens to be funny and proves that it can be funny without relying on a hand job joke or a fart joke a or something com- like that. It's a clean comedy. Yeah. And it works. Um, I, at least for me, I, I just, I really did find this to be funny. And I walked out going, it's not. They don't make these kind of movies very often no. because they, they're trying to get younger audiences in, which I understand. You know, I and like myself a train yeah, wreck too. But that's the sad thing because the younger demographic is so conditioned to dirty sex yes. jokes and less, you know, shorter time attention span and stuff. And it's really, really sad because our generation, Lauren and I, you know, we are the younger people. Um, we enjoyed it when we were kids when the mm-hmm. first one came out and I, I feel like the kids now who are like teenagers they wouldn't probably wouldn't appreciate this movie as much as we did at that yeah. age it because almost, times just changed so much agreed it almost has a, uh, a Disney-esque quality to it when and you I think about Disney. that yeah no same here but when you think about its innocence in this movie that's sort of kind yeah. of what it is but there's enough dirt that you're not like oh come on well yeah you i know? mean you know and, and again <laughs> we're talking about our yeah we, we were talking about like andrea martin's on vula yeah who is just fantastic but it never goes overboard and it's just oh. the right amount and it's so impeccably played by the classy Andrea Martin. She so why don't we? Why don't we? Um, so so we talk about a little <laughs> bit of the writing, the inspiration for making this, uh, and then from there, it's it's about once she gets the idea, she gets the script. The first person she goes to, which I thought was great, was John Corbett, yeah. and yeah. she's like, "I have the sequel to my Big Fat Greek Wedding too. You know, I'm gonna send you the script." And he's like. Uh, what took you so long? Oh. <laughs> right? I, I think one of the things she also said was like, hey, do you feel like kissing me again? He's like, always, babe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so they have such good chemistry. I, I was it. like, let me just fan myself yeah. a little bit. Uh, well, they really do. And, and and again, it just it's a testament to the original that this cast had such chemistry and so got along. Because when you see them in interviews today, this is 13, 14 years later, they're still just as happy as being in this movie. And John Corbett, as you said, the chemistry is still there between these two. Mm, I know. You I'm know? like, you guys should think about doing it. No, don't cheat. No cheating. That's bad. Well, <laughs> well, but, well, let me ask you this, though. Because this is one aspect of the movie that I was actually sort of kind of happy they didn't really do. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that they show that 
they've sort of kind of grown apart. You know, they're having the daughter and focusing on their daughter growing older, right? So, so there's, there's a little bit of trouble, but it's not the what we're conditioned to see the arguing. Like we're not arguing parents. You know, they're still loving parents. Yeah. You know that within them, they love one another. But the focus wasn't on a dysfunctional family because, like, they've grown apart. That it they was were a disconnected family. Disconnect. In a way. But I didn't feel that they were going down the divorce route. No. No, they just had stopped focusing on each other first, and they put all the focus on the child. And I thought that was actually really interesting what um, Andrew Martin's character is. it. And how do you say it? Vula? Aunt Vula. Vula. Aunt Vula said. Yeah. Um, she were a, a girlfriend first. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents do lose sight of that. I know, I mean, I, I love my parents so much, and I appreciate it because it came from such a good place, but I know that they focus all their energy on me, whereas... And you were an only child. And I was an only child, so that was really intense. <laughs> that helped. Uh, I felt the daughter's pain, for sure. But um, it's, it's important for a kid to see a good example of a relationship, so I thought it was really great that they tried to reignite that mm-hmm. and reconnect with each other because that can be just as important for your child's health. Yeah. I agree. And I thought that the movie handled it well because I, I think to get emotion to get an audience emotionally vested that sometimes they go the cliche route and they make them that they just yeah. Oh, they've fallen apart, and they, they're arguing. They're always at each other's throats. But, the, but this didn't do this. And they at least addressed it in, a, in an adult way. I sort of kind of also enjoyed how we're, we're seeing this through their daughter's eyes. Oh, In fact, I, I wish it. that there was a little bit more of seeing the Greek family growing up Greek through the daughter's eyes. But I, I enjoyed her arc as... She was going through this story as well. I mean, I get that too, and it's always tough to always be a new character in an already large ensemble. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think we got enough of the of it, yeah. and we understood what she was going through and just her frustrations of people always being around her. I get that too, and I'm glad they didn't hit it over the head. Mm-hmm. It was just enough. I mean, I, I think it was actually a fine balance of it's like well, how much more can you tell the audience like she's being suffocated by her own family. Yeah, and you know, b- b- and again, growing up Greek, it's that's <laughs> you know, you are it's the Greek way. Like I had like there were things re- like even to this day, I will tell you that I hated 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 being having to go to to Greek school. You know, I had mm. to go to Greek school. I had to learn about my culture, and it this happened uh, uh, like like. Tuesdays and Thursdays and every other Friday. Wow, that's yeah. intense. Yeah, right after my regular school, where all my friends were going out and playing, and I had to go back to school again. Oh, that is yeah. brutal. So I hated Greek school, and I would do anything to get the hell out of class. And the the, the biggest irony in my life is my, my my God-given name is Dimitri. I was named after my my my, my grandfather. And when I go into Greek school, now all through American school, elementary school, people. Can I call you Jim? Can I call you Demi? Can I shorten your name? I figured Why Jim? Jim is the translation. My my grandfather who came over on the boat, uh, he came over, he went to Ellis Island, his name's Greek. up there. It's all Greek. Uh, he's, <laughs> hey, he's, he's waving, he's here. Hey. hey. He's like Dimitrios, and, uh, and when he came over, Dimitrios, and they said, okay, you're going to be James. 
So it got, is so, so bizarre. Dimitri got from Dimitri to, to James. Yeah. See, to me, I grew up in Detroit with a lot of Greeks, so Dimitri is just a normal name to me. Yeah. It got changed. Uh, yeah, it got changed to James. So we went by James Pon. Yeah, he went James Panos. Uh, but when you know, so all through American school. Well, no, oh, trust me, he had a wonderful, amazing life. Yeah. He's strong like bull, and yeah. and then he, he he would prove it to you every day. He'd slap you in the back. Oh, good. In any case, <laughs> thanks. Where I'm going to I'm learning like, so much about you, Dimitri. <laughs> going into Greek school, like much like Paris, having to deal with all of this and like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, suffocating. You know, the one place I figured they'd get my name right is in Greek school, and my teacher would call me Jimmy. And I go, are you kidding me? I'm done with this. A little respect is all we require, folks. So you know what it's like. Greek school is painful. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm sure sure that Paris had her years, and, like, you could just tell that she's like, oh, these, like, just seeing the Greek family and Mm. and not appreciation, like, the craziness that comes along with it, but it was... As the movie went on, like she's sort of kind of like, especially when she found out about her grandparents. That to me was the turning point of the movie because she's like, wait, they're not married? What? No, and she was actually, to me, she looked affected by this. Yeah. Like, how can, you know? I would have liked to see a little bit more softness in um, uh, her name is Elena, uh, Elena's performance in Paris. Elena Campuras. Uh, Campuras. Elena Campuras. I would have liked to see a little bit more in the beginning because I just felt all this anger, but I didn't feel She's any love. And I know that, <laughs> and I get that part. And I, I liked the turn that we saw when um, she was deciding where to go to college and with right. the whole grandparents thing. I thought that was really nice. But that there weren't enough <clears throat> dimensions for me. Like, I didn't see where the anger was coming from, like the love that it was coming from. Because usually anger comes from a softer more hurtful place mm. I right. didn't see where that pain was coming from so I don't much. think it was anger I see it more as a frustration yeah just general frustration that maybe like it can kind of borderline yeah. anger which I get but it never let up you know yeah. for me like I would I've definitely been in that position before but I have moments of softness where I'm like I'm so sorry I'm being such a terrible monster right now this is why and right. I guess I never saw that with right. her um, but again, you're right. She is a teenager, so I guess there's not as much introspection. Going yeah, on. And, and, yeah, and you can tell too that she was doing everything to not look or be Greek. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, like yeah. going into school, eye makeup, and, and all and, that. And I just love the uh, there's a and again that this is a this is a movie of characters and and certain dialogue, and it's like when she announces that when the, when the whole family comes to the college. Um, uh, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the convention the co- at the school the college. and she's like I'm applying to New York Fair. to Boston to Florida <laughs> nowhere near Chicago and then Tula's like why would you do this to me why and then the father's like walking by payback and I'm like yes that's exactly <laughs> so what you know Greek guilt is, is, so is the Greeks like have the guilt too oh the, you know I mean, I don't want to get slammed with this yeah, the Jewish people do not her. have the corner of the market of, of guilt. I mean, yeah. Greek guilt can rival. Yeah. It's, 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 it can, oh, Italian it's, Catholic is pretty Italian intense can as well. Be bad too. Oh my yeah. goodness, yes. But, but let me, yes, yeah. Greek guilt. Yeah. It does have that alliteration, so I just oh, yeah. it strong. Greek guilt. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they try to pretend that they don't know what they're doing. Oh, I didn't say nothing. Yeah, they try to pretend, but it, but you get like, and, and in this movie, you just see it. It's like payback, and it's like, why are you doing this to your mother? It's like they. Th- it's, it's the like moment it's where so, she beca- literally so became her parents that she so didn't want to be in the first movie. Yeah. Right. 
and it's just like life imitating art in a way and I think it was just so creative that showed how much Tula has grown up too and embraced her Greek culture to the point where now she's also passing that on to her generation right. her <clears throat> child's generation right it's very smart yeah so um yeah I just found that to be a very interesting dynamic I, I like I said I wish we could have seen it a little bit more through her eyes um, but then again we throw in the other plot thing about like I was wondering what are we gonna do for my big factory wedding this girl is too young because I saw the trailer so it could be about her this is like wh- like why why my big fat Greek wedding too? There's gonna be a wedding with it has you, to be a wedding. and I sort of kind of like that. Those to me was you know again people could argue that it was a trite plot point, but I looking it at was the marriage really certificate and it wasn't signed by a priest, you know they they haven't been married, and we gotta go. We have to get married. Uh, I thought that whole that and again the stubbornness of Gus, the Greek man. I found but, that to be yeah, historical. Before that, <laughs> I, I actually loved the moment where, because <laughs> Gus is trying to figure out his life ancestry that tree. That was so <laughs> funny. Which led up, and like, and I get it, when, when you're watching like the same thing and it's seen over and over and over and you can only cut it so many ways. Right. But the fact that that family is so big and he kept going through every single family member <laughs> to help him on a computer that's so already antiquated, the version he was on. The mouse! Was the like mouse. square and from '95. Like, <laughs> X Windows XP from 2002 right. when the first movie came out, and I think that was on purpose too. But bigger was, than my HP laptop. It was just so funny how like watching everyone just come in and out of that room, still trying to help Gus. I was like, I would have taken the keyboard and typed it in that information for him, it's, but they let him do that and they played out that joke. To the point where he realizes he's not even married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and 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 the older Greeks and technology, right there. Like my my mom with her iPhone. Like her idea of swipe is a swing. How does this not work? Like why doesn't this work? Well, number one, you don't have to stab it. You can just press it. It's like you've had the iPhone for ten years now. Maybe not 10 My years, but it's like, it's so funny. So to see Gus, mouse, put your hand over it. No, a little bit farther back. Yeah, it was, it was great. And again, Michael Constantine's performance in this was great. Like it never, it never gets overblown. Like it's, it plays, it plays real. And that's, and that to me is what makes the comedy in this movie like very, very funny. And, and all of the characters. So. Do we want to talk about let's 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 talk some of the some of the cast? We already talked about do let's. Um, we already <laughs> talked about Michael Constantine, eighty eight years old, decides to come back. I mean, I think it's fantastic. You know, you need the patriarch, and he made this character. He was this character so beautiful. You know, and nobody was going to take this. Yeah. Nobody could fill those shoes if he decided not to come back. They would have had to have said that the, that. Absolutely. And that would have been hard to do. Yeah, what I loved about Gus is because from the first film, he was established as, like, he's the hierarchy and don't mess with him. It has to come from his perspective. He he always seemed like the serious one. Mm -hmm. And then he coming back into this one, you saw him drunk a lot of times. (laughs) You saw a whole more fun side of him that we didn't see from the first one. And I was like, yeah, I completely believe he's Greek. Absolutely. And he he just seems so more likable. Yeah. 
in this one than he did in the first yeah. one. But yeah, I loved was, him in the first one, too. Yeah, and, and this is why I really... Focusing on the family a little bit more and not having to deal with the, the romance the and getting everybody so much, together... Yeah. I, I really like that, but it also shows the Greek stubbornness yeah. about how to, how to, you know, you're going to propose to me. Why? We've already been married. What are you talking No. It, it, like, that whole thing is like, I completely saw it. Right. <laughs> like, there was that's nothing just the pattern with all guys. It's like, do you really think you're going to win with this one, guys? No. 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 Just no. do it, because you're going to be... I was going to say something that's a little inappropriate, but you're going to be on the couch for a long time. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if you yeah. just don't give us what you want. What we want. So give us what we want. Yeah. Come happy on. Wife, a proper proposal. Life. That's like, that's, that's all he's, not she's asking ask. for. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And but, I think also to the stubbornness is that we also got his brother into the story. <laughs> but a family yes. that, that's so close, the, this Portocalos family that's so close, and then to know that the hierarchy is having his own problems with his brother, right. it's just ironic that he would be having family problems that we wouldn't know of. And, and, and again, the family, the, the, that type of a family issue... Is you know leaving the mother country? I, I mean, that. leaving the mother country to come to this country. You incur some you know? judgment from that. Well, I, sure. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at my mom. I look at my mom. Uh, you know, as 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 a hero in a sense because she came to this country. I believe she was eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, not knowing a word of English at the time, yeah. uh, and she only came as a, as a vacation. She was invited to come along uh, on a vacation. She just ended up staying. She didn't get on that ticket her. to go back to Greece, and she went to school. She 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 learned the language. She she eventually met my dad. She got a job. She you know she did what what the country has to offer and such. And you know, but she still keeps her Greek. I mean, her Greek heritage. Like again, it's she's so Greek that. She can't just call Boston a beautiful city. No. Boston is the Athens of America. That's what it <laughs> is. It always has to relate back to Greece. <laughs> always. There Even you go. That's her home. That you makes know, a lot of sense. Yeah. Boston, Boston is the Athens of America. <laughs> and so, yeah, but, but you know, it. when you, but, but by making that move, it upset some people. It angered mm. some people, much like Gus's brother. Right. Like making the move to America to start up a family, and he's like, "Hey, I wanted you to come with me." You know, I found that to be very, I found it to ring true. But I also, I guess somebody could argue that their reconcile, their reconciliation may have happened too quickly. Nah, mm. it. No, it, I think it, it was perfect. I, I think that I thought it, it happened fast, but I was actually okay with it. Yeah. Mm. And everything can... Because it's, the story still moved forward. Yeah. After and that. I think in life in general, most family issues are like that. You know, you go between being super upset with someone and saying, like, I love you so much. You're my family. Then you get back in that anger mode. It, it's just, it's complicated. So yeah. I can see how anything would be true. Yeah, and over Uzo. Yeah. Over Uzo. You forget everything. It's a cure-all, as yeah, we found out earlier. So, um, you know, so, so Michael Constantine you know. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, we'll talk about John Corbett coming back. Obviously, he was a big proponent for doing this movie. And again, he just looked happy to be... He's so relaxed yeah, when he's acting. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just he's gotten eased to him, and it's really easy and fun to watch him on screen. My only thing with, with, with him is is I wished that they had... This is going to sound weird. I wish they'd, like, cut his hair. Like, he had the same hair he did, like, oh. 14 years ago. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. 14 years has passed. 
Like I liked it. I'm not saying that I liked it. Everybody, yeah, it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think it was kind of just everybody else looked to have changed a little bit, except for him. Right. I mean, I was actually okay with his physical appearance because it still showed that he's still the same Ian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he didn't become a dad. He didn't become angry. He's still now he's a principal. Still taking in a school environment. He's still doing what he loved to do. And, like, I liked it because it showed he hasn't changed even after all these years. Yeah. And, yeah, and again, the chemistry that he and Nia have together, I think, you know, it wouldn't, the first movie wouldn't have been the success that it is without that, Mm -hmm. I believe. So, um, and then, of course, the the, the matriarch, Maria, Eleni Kazan, you know, this is a classic actress, singer, She's amazing, and her comedic she chops. She's so beautiful yeah. too. She's, she's I just have funny to say. too. Yeah, she's funny. Funny, uh, just puts her whole heart into it. Yeah. You can tell that she is, and not that she's pushing, not at all. She's just right. acting with every bone of her body from her gut, and you just feel she's putting so much into it. And I really enjoyed seeing yeah. her. Yeah, and and she's hysterical, and and you, what the other thing that you love about her character is that she stands up to her husband Gus. Mm-hmm. You know, she's you know, listen, time. she's just this Greek too. She can make you know, but to complain you know, this game. Yeah, it's like I can be stubborn, and you know what? Yeah, let's see what happens when I'm not giving you your pills or giving you your breakfast. Or I'm the employee. You can't tell the employee. <laughs> I'm just an employee. Like, that stuff was funny. That was great. Yeah, and I loved how she really embraced mm. this character because even her character had more to do in this film. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, but it was still in the same vein of what her character is. The, the mother hen still taking care of everybody else, still taking care of Gus, but still being that strong woman and saying what she wants. Yeah. And, and still being, you know, the motherly figure to Tula. Right. And and I was like, I love Lady Kazan's performance because she she had just so much heart, mm-hmm. and you can tell all of her scenes she was just having fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, behind a Greek family, you do have, you always have a strong matriarch. Um, and I always loved, especially in, like, the first one, they're, like, going, okay, we have to think of the way to make it sound like it's his idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's yeah. do that. And that's the, that the thought process. On the neck. <laughs> that, that, that thought process carries through in this movie, I think, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, now I want to just jump to someone who's been a favorite of mine. I, I think that this woman is a classy comedian, uh, Andrea Martin. Um, this woman, I grew up watching on a show called Second City Television. Um, this was a show that would... And many people would say that it competed in a, in a sense with Saturday Night Live. It was a Canadian show. A lot of people, John Candy, Eugene Levy, Andrew Martin, they come from, Rick Moranis comes from this troupe, Seconds SCTV. And it was on on Saturday nights. And in some territories, it would be up against Saturday Night Live. Um, it was. It never got the notoriety until much later on because you were going up against John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray kind of thing, right? But the Andrea Martin was hysterical, always was, and I always, you know, she was always one that's like, how come she isn't bigger? She should be, she should be bigger. I love this woman. She was always funny, classy, and in my big fat Greek wedding, when you see her, she she's Greek. She's as Greek as anyone I know. She's fantastic. And she's fantastic. And in this movie, like Lady Kazan's Maria, they give her more to do, and oh. she's like, I'm in charge. No, I don't think so. I'm in charge. Like, <laughs> and no one's really arguing. 
classic. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah. She and Anne, I die. She's my favorite part of the movie. She yeah. really takes over, and she was literally, great, literally, and of course, like there's the. There's the whole chat about remember you know you were a girlfriend once yeah. and that whole and then the teddy and the then teddy. The, that's enough and then <laughs> and then you know you're welcome shave everything shave everything <laughs> <laughs> I mean and then I'm like okay she's going for it in her life too good for her yeah but I love her Lula. character had as funny as she was she did have moments of wisdom mm-hmm. that she passed oh, on to Tula absolutely. it's like where is this not coming from not just to from? Tula but yeah, to, to, to a lot of people yeah, but yeah, like in the first one it, it was always you know joking at Ian coming into the family and whatnot. but this one she had more moments of just being like straight up serious it's like yes listen to this yes. woman she knows what she's talking about yes yeah yeah and she's great and then there was something else that came up in this movie uh, Maria uh, it says, remember Paris, protect the Polaki, eyes open, knees shut. And then Aunt Vula says to Maria, if your knees are open, shut your eyes. The word Polaki is, is, now this I didn't, I grew up hearing Polaki. It didn't mean what Polaki in this, Polaki is, is a little bird. The little bird. Oh, so, like, so thought, they're talking about the vagina being the little bird. That makes I sense. I always thought that it was my little. I thought it was about my. Penis? My little penis. Private. Being Pulaki. Just private. I didn't in realize that Pulaki was general for well, private parts in the Greek that's language. That's nice. It's like the United Nations, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, but that was something that I, I was like. But it was something that I related to, and I said, they use Pulaki. I go. Okay, well, so that's a, that's a it's very Greek. common... They being Greek it's women. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> it's all Greek. It's all Greek. What did they tell you about the Polaki, Dimitri? Clean it. <laughs> Clean sure your Polaki. You make sure, yeah. For everybody. Protect it. Shave everything. Yeah. Well, now it's too uh, young. You to didn't get that. Oh, good. Yeah. Not so, yet, at least. You know, um, okay. but again, it was, it's, one of those, it's one of those things, like you and I were talking about the first movie, Yes. About the story where Aunt Vula goes, I had I had this mole. It, it looked like my twin sister, and like she was going off. It was my twin. It was my twin. <laughs> my cousin Esther, her grandmother, like had the same exact story. And she, when she saw my big fat Greek wedding, she was like going. We all think that this is all personal to one another, but then we see it played out in this movie. It's like. Oh my God! This is just this is the way Greeks are. Like we are crazy, yeah. And we all share in this. And thing. you probably don't talk about it to each other because you're like, no, this is too weird. I if, can't you tell yeah. if you were to tell another family, a stranger about yeah about yeah. a mole that looked like my twin sister, they'd look at you like, What's okay, going on? all right. And we'll I love how the mole joke came back into this movie. Where was that? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it. Like, it was so quick, but yeah. you heard it. Yeah. It would look like Alaska. Was that what she said? Yeah, she she was walking away. So I've got this mole, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. She's walking away, literally off screen, and she brings up the mole. I'm like, yep, there it is. Yep. So, um, so moving off again, Andrea Martin. I think whatever scenes that she was in along again, this is why the elder statesman in this movie really shouldered a lot of this this movie from from the dramatic to the comedic. I thought they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Uh, Elena Kempouris, who is half Greek, mm-hmm. she didn't think she was going to get this role, but yet she really, really wanted it. And she was, um, she'd gone on to say that had she not gotten this role, 
uh, and she had seen the movie with somebody else playing her character, Paris, she would have been upset. She would have been, damn, that could have been my role. Uh, I thought she did a fine job. You know, I thought she did pretty good. Um, yeah. You're right. I, I agree with you to an extent that when we're first introduced to her, her anger is so much, like, you don't quite understand where it yeah, comes from. Yeah, I just didn't, I wasn't able to get there. But when she softened up. When she softened <clears throat> up, I enjoyed her performance for the rest of the time because I saw the layers. I saw the anger, the sadness, the love. Everything was there. And because when you are from an ethnic family, as we actually all are sitting at this table, right. there are so many different emotions Absolutely. because you are smothered. That is undeniable. You are smothered, but you love them so much and you see where it's coming from, but it still makes you mad that they're not giving you your own identity. So I mm-hmm. got why. I just wanted to see a little bit more yeah. of that inner life. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't seen much of Elena's performances in anything. This is probably the first thing I've actually recognized her in. Um, I think she was great. I think she was, and I don't mean this in a mean way, she was the epitome of what a teenage child, sure. a teenage girl would have been at that state, mm-hmm. at that moment. Just wanting to get out of the house, being smothered by her family, just wanting to go to college Anywhere but there. Right. I p- completely believe that because I was in that position too. Sure. I mean, I'm from Illinois. I know what that's like. You <laughs> right. want to go to other places. Right. My college applications, I sent it to five different states, not yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Like, sure enough, I still went to Illinois. <laughs> but, <laughs> Same here. but, but, well, like, I know what it's like to oh, just want to be somewhere else from where you grew up. Right. With, and just get away so you Absolutely. can find yourself. Yeah, and I want to talk about I want to talk about that plot point. We're going to get to that plot point, the college plot point in oh. a sec. But I wanted to talk about, you know, she was funny um, auditioning for the role. She said when she got the audition, she said it went to her mom's email. Um, when I saw it, it was jaw-dropping moment. I thought they're making a sequel after all the years. It was the last thing she was expecting. And she didn't feel like her chances were great. And if I didn't get the role, like I said, it's going to taint the way I see it. And I think it could have been me. Um, you know, she Kimpers noted that since she felt a lot of pressure going into the audition, audition she didn't initially want to tell her dad about it you know he's the greek father who's very proud uh he played the first movie over and over as he raised me so she grew up in the original which is great and he'd say this is the film this is the finest film in all of filmmaking history which i do not doubt for a second so, That's so sweet. So unbeknownst at the time, he's putting all this pressure as now she's auditioning for the sequel, which is like really, which is, and she gets it. And I'm sure. I think that's just a changed. clear indication it was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. More so. Yeah. That's just how the universe just works in that yeah. way. It's yeah. true. So, um, so that's a you know I just find that as an, an an interesting casting story, as well as I found it interesting, um, although he had a small part in the movie was John Stamos. That was really <clears throat> weird to me. No, it was so fun seeing him it because fun, obviously but... it was just smart marketing on his part too yeah. because like with Fuller House 2 or like full, you know, the the Netflix series coming yeah. out around the same time, Uncle Jesse who was Greek on the show and makes sure sense were. that like him being Greek so much on that show, he's like, yeah, he can also be Greek in this movie. It makes sense. And he's Greek in life. Yeah. He's Greek in life. It, it just makes sense. And, and it's interesting why he got the job. So tell us why, Dimitri. Because apparently um, his mom, who passed away, oh. um, mm-hmm. while or I guess it was near being on her deathbed, it said, I want you to be in, if they ever film the sequel of My Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm-hmm. I want you to be in the sequel. And Neo Verdalos had heard the story 
and put him that in the sequel. That makes me cry. And I, and I find really that, like, beautiful. you know. Yeah, yeah I really do. And, it's like and, a love note to his mother. Well, okay. it is. That's and, and like, he's not, like, and again, he's not, what I really liked about it is that when you get a name like a John Stamos, and let's face it, he's, he's a name, it could have been about him. But they, they, he literally was as supporting of a cast, almost a cameo, uh, to an extent, but I love the reveal that you sort of kind of start coming. Come to the restaurant and bring your son. I didn't yeah. see it coming. I, I had a feeling that I go, yeah. the son's gonna be like five. Right, right. I I like John Stamos's family in, in this film because it showed. Every because we get so much of the Greek family, yeah. we have to have a normal family just to compare <clears throat> them side by side. Right, and and I liked that's what his character and his his wife's character, uh, Rita Wilson, Rita Wilson yeah. who is also part of this, and um, Greek. Yes, and I liked how they were the quote unquote normal family to uh-huh. compare them to. Yeah. And you're like, of course, they're the ones that are thrown into right. that craziness. Yeah. Stuff. So so, so that was the John Stamos story. That is so cool. Yeah, I think so. I thought so, too. Um, want to talk about, too, uh, Joey Fatone. You know, it comes back. I loved his character. Yeah, his character so is really fun. Yeah, his yeah. character is really his his character is, is is fun. You know, he's a fun character. I feel like they, they played do him down in this film. Just a, just a little bit, a little like bit. They, more so like they toned him down because in the first one he was really fun, energetic, and you always go goofed around with Ian. In this one, and I liked how they gave him a more serious story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and um, you know, and again, I guess for, for for particular critics, maybe they thought that it was like his character comes out as, as being gay, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal to an extent. And I guess some critics could say, oh, you didn't pay it. Like it was there wasn't enough. About it, like you didn't treat it seriously, but I'm like, it's not that kind of a movie. Yeah. And and the mere fact that you have it in there, this really is a time of acceptance. And and of course, of course, Andrew Martin's uh, like her, his mom is like, we knew. It's like it's like it's, it wasn't a secret. It wasn't, you know. But I liked how it played out. I thought for that all involved was so touching. It was a nice moment. I loved it. I thought it was done really well. I mean, you saw it coming just enough where it was like, okay, I'm not shocked, but this is still a mm-hmm. great plot point. Yeah, and, and apparently he was sort of kind of like the last to know yeah. that this plot point was going to be in the oh, movie. Oh, really? He yeah, was. yeah. He said before the initial table read, another cast member approached him and said, hey, what do you think about the big reveal? It was like, you know, uh, but he had yet to read it. And he started no. to panic. He's like, what happens? Do I die? You <laughs> <laughs> can't have a death in this film. found out, he's like, oh, he, he was like, he was completely on board. Quite an honor to give me something like that. Not many people see the non-comedy side of me. But I felt that he played it very well. I knew that they had to do a lot of takes. Oh, they did. Of the reveal. Yeah. And Kirk Jones, the director, he just didn't, he wanted to capture a real moment. And, um, you know, the first few takes weren't good because uh, Fatoni said wasn't there yet emotionally. Um, so he just clicked and he delivered a beautiful, subtle performance. And I think that's what you need. Especially, like, you don't want to go... I mean, tell me if you agree with me or disagree, but I don't think you want to go overboard. In a movie that's my big, fat Greek wedding, too. No. You want to, you know, you don't want it to overshadow the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. but you want it to fit in to, to be poignant. And obviously yeah. it struck a chord with you. I thought it was and, perfect. And you too, yeah. Marissa, right? Oh, I thought it was great because in, in such <clears throat> a big family, 
we always see them pairing up with like someone's always married and they have kids and he really was the only one stand out in the first one who right. who wasn't he didn't have a Paired partner off. right and it made sense that they kind of answered that question too in yeah. this one it's like oh and and i think with so much time has passed yeah. even like the homosexuality aspect of it is way more accepted now it's changed in in 2016 Absolutely. than it was back in 2002 i, I think that's and, why it was so great because it's a sign of the times yes yeah. Yeah. definitely a sign Absolutely. of the times and i think they use that to their advantage to tell a story not in a terrible way but like in a great way and actually Absolutely. gave positive light to it yeah i agree with you and, and john corbett too um you know he he had his he had, you know he chimed in and i think it's very funny he's like you know he he felt that the move was smart and noted that upon watching the original like the, like this show is like he was a fan mm-hmm. so he goes okay. back he watches the uh, the original and after wrapping the sequel shoot he goes i only see joey's character is gay now he goes now i watch the original i'm like going yeah like you know <laughs> he goes with no intentions of joey ever playing the character gay it ties in you'll rewatch it and you'll say of course he's gay you know and, yeah i'm just thinking like the moment in the, in the first movie when he turns around and it's like hey and we're gonna kill ya Opa. Opa. <laughs> i'm like yeah he's i can see it mm-hmm. yeah so so it's really interesting <laughs> you know it's, it's very very interesting i love the first one yeah and the first one again i i like the first one it it, it, it gets it um it was funny, but I could point to scenes that felt sort of sitcom-y, trite. And I'm not saying that, that the same person couldn't make an argument about this, but I just found this movie to be funnier. And I and I got more emotionally involved for whatever reason. I don't know why. But um, I really, you know, I enjoyed that uh, a lot. Uh, was there any actors, actresses who stuck out in, in, your, in your watching this movie? I loved the little kid who was reciting all the... The Greek origins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his name. It'd be, uh, is it one of these kids? Yeah, it'd be too easy to call him Nicky. But, <laughs> Nicky. Nicky Jr. Jr. But he, he was so Greek, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, in a good way, just like, this Costa? is like... Was it Costa? It, it might have or been. Th- yeah, it had to yeah. have been Costa. Couldn't but be Athena. The little kid, and every time he would tell... Or Aristotle. Yeah, every time he would tell a Greek origin... It was just so spot on. Like, who could have done it better than Gus himself but this kid? Yeah, well, one of the great scenes is, go ahead, go ahead, pick a word, and the kid throws out chimichanga. Of course. Jimmy, of course. (laughs) Jimmy stands for, because maki, which is seasoned beef, in the purse, chimichanga, and then they cut to the grandfather, there you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so brilliant. the silliest thing. But again, my favorite was, Oh, Greeks, we invented hockey. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, ice. Pagato is pago puck hockey. There you go. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's, it's know, pretty like, convincing, that, I gotta say. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Oh, yeah. Listen, you would talk to all my in. mom and she'll, she'll you, you'll believe that Boston really is the Athens of... Of, of America. Yeah, I think it was like, just great that they took a running joke from the first movie and he made it even better in the second yeah. one. Yeah. This is great. And the kids were great. Let's be honest, like the kids were really good mm-hmm. uh, in this movie. I like them a lot. Uh, Gia Caridis is Nikki. Was, oh, was she's fun fantastic. To see her again. She's always fun to watch. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed seeing her. I enjoyed seeing all these all these people. Um, Louis Mandalore uh, as, as the other brother. 
uh, as 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 Tula's brother. Oh uh, yeah, was really he was good. great, and I, I liked how they still showed <clears throat> he was very creative. And you know, painting and well, like, oh, yeah. I can design this. And he was in that scene yeah. with the the computer. I yeah. thought their physical comedy and that yeah. scene, trying to gouge out each other's eyes, was ridiculous. It was yeah. so brother sister yeah. fighting. It was like, so if real. You ever get that but, physical with your sibling? You it's notice, true. Did you notice in that scene, like Mir Vidalos looked to me, anyways, as if she was just doing everything not to crack up. Really? She looked to me like she like she think, again. It's chemistry. Yeah. Chemistry. 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 I believe that they were having such a good time and that this was an improv kind of thing. And I just, again, it doesn't work if you don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, or, or it's really good acting if you pull it off. But I just, it was so like believable that. as brother so sister. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, of course, who else gets a bigger role? Was Mana Yaya, um, yeah. played by Bess Meisler, Love. who they honestly didn't, like, she was the one that they did not think that they would get back. Like, uh, like Mia Verdala says, like... And why was that? Her age. How old is she? Do um, we know? I don't know if IMDb will tell Up us. there. <laughs> uh, I, I liked her because... Yeah, they don't have anything on her. She doesn't For have someone, to speak, and yeah. she's so funny. For someone who literally... Well, I mean, in this movie, she had a line. But, like, for <laughs> someone who doesn't speak, she was by far just... The physical time timing of her character, where they place her in the most random spot underneath like, the table with the spanakopita, I was dying. And then everyone eats it. The Northwestern rep eats it. Oh my god, that was. Awesome. Yeah, he goes. Yeah. And then when the lingerie the under lingerie in the streets, that's great. And then she's she's so in the bridal funny. thing. And then when they do her yeah. hair, she like, looked hot. Yeah, she, she was, was amazing. She was great. And, and, you know and it she was, has hair? And it was funny. Again, too, she was like, we're prepared, like, apparently, Neverett Alice went to her, look, look, what do you want? We're prepared to, to work with you. What do you want? She goes, oh, she, she says something to the effect of, I want my daughter or granddaughter on the set every day. And they're like, done! It's like, <laughs> done. by the way, we'll also feed her. Yeah. yeah. And, and, Why and, not? And She'll have fantastic. other kids to play with. Fantastic. And this is to, and this is in a, in a, in a testament for, for a sequel, is that we got more <clears throat> of these characters, but they, they, they didn't... And sometimes in a sequel, yeah, you want a bigger, better, funnier, and sometimes you get more, but you're really getting less. You, ever, you know what I'm saying yeah. about certain sequels? They're trying to pack too much they, in. Try, or they just try That's to do too like, much of what they did before, and mm. they just try... This movie, it was just enough, but they gave... Andrew Martin more to do. They gave Lenny Kazan more to do. They, they gave Mana Yaya more to do. But they did it in such a way that it, it was funny, could be poignant. Like the scene when she's talking to, to Paris. Mm. And she was nodding her head and then she was like, uh, what, what was she the exact said, quote you said? She you said, it's what I want. And then she grabbed her hand and she goes, but you don't. But you don't. But you oh, don't. Yeah. Chills, tears, the whole works. Yeah, that was a, such a powerful moment. And it's something it's that a so yaya much, would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. means uh, grandma. 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 Mm-hmm. It was so much emphasis and emotion <clears throat> behind so little words. Yeah. And you felt it. And anyone who was going through that experience or have like passed on that words, right. those words of wisdom to someone can definitely understand it. Like, what makes you happy? Right. So, uh, so in which, the end, she like she cares about her family, which is going to bring me to the to that plot point. Okay, you know, for a couple of minutes, I actually believed. Okay, so she's going to go to the 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 Chicago school, stay at home, and I almost 
to an extent, I knew that she begrudgingly gave it up, but to an extent, I, I felt that the character was almost comfortable with making that decision until she had the conversation with Mana Yaya. And, you, okay, from that point, you knew that she was going to change her mind. So it wasn't a big surprise. However, I will say this, that once she went to prom with that boy <laughs> and found out that he was Greek, and I found, and, and there was a shot of them in the car, and it was an exterior shot looking in the window, and she had the smile on her face because he was Greek. I was like, I wonder if she might rethink. Now, would this be too much television? Would it be too obvious that she's now going to stay because maybe she wants to cultivate this relationship? Did you think from that point that she was still going to go away to school? No. I thought stay. she was yeah, still going to I, New York. You still because thought she was going to go I to New York. I liked how her character <clears throat> made the deci- decision based on her. It wasn't based on her family. It wasn't based on this guy that she's meeting and could have a potential relationship. It was her decision. It was what she wanted. And at the end of the day, that's she wanted to go to New York right. and be that standout mm-hmm away from her family that it was for her yeah. and i like how it wasn't other people dictating her decision yeah i agree i didn't for a minute think she wasn't going to go to new york i did think that she would pursue the relationship with him though and try long distance maybe just because of too many stars aligned with it you know yeah the fact that he was greek the fact that they started to understand each other they had a great time together the kiss everything i was hoping they'd try for long distance but obviously i didn't get my wish well <laughs> that'll be in three i mean well, well let me ask you this like because you bring up a good, yeah. good, good point like because I got through Paris anyways, I did get a, I did get an arc that she understands. Okay, so she meets Greek boy. Mm-hmm. Greek boy says, your family's not even close to being as loud and greasy as my family. <laughs> you know, I'm Greek too. And all of, all of a sudden there's mm-hmm. the, 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 the bond. And the, then they both have the understanding. Especially when he, when, when he shows up at the house. And he gets tackled by the kid, right? Yeah, just like, okay, but he just walks fine. up and he's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, like, no surprise, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen. I, I like that because also, <clears throat> yeah, but in a way, I had a hard time believing his family was even crazier than because I was like, so where's your family? How come mm-hmm. they're not literally standing three feet behind you watching you go off to prom right. so it would have been fun to see a whole nother greek family like compare those two like who's crazier I, but again it would be like just way too many faces on screen i will say this and, and i agree with you but in part answer to that question greek girls treated differently than greek boys and, yeah. and you sort of kind of saw that in the original my big fat greek wedding you know, in a sense, with, with, with Tula's brother, he was tweeted, treated differently, in a sense, than Tula was. You know, um, so, but I, again, and I think keeping the focus on Tula's family is what it is. You know, if there yeah, is a sequel, which that. Nia Verdalos says she, it, it's so funny because that's the one thing now that she's being asked after my big fat Greek wedding, too. There's another sequel. <laughs> and, um, you know, she's asked that, and she goes, are you talking to John Corbett? Because apparently John Corbett's like, do you have a three? Do you have a three, you know, waiting in the chamber? <laughs> and she actually says, I do, and it's not going to take me 14 years <laughs> to write it. Um, so she already has an idea, and we already know that John Corbett's on board, which I think is uh, really... And so really, are we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, probably so, watch it. Which I think is really interesting. Um, Nia was, always, uh, was also asked about what was one of her favorite scenes, to do, and she said, going back to the dancing Zordabas. Mm, mm. And I love the 
had <clears throat> dancing zorbirds was still a foundation for all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a generational thing for literally, and even Paris is still working in the in the restaurant, and I liked how that just grounded all of them. Yeah. I agree. And and um, she said walking onto that set with the production designer, he literally, tile for tile, remade the diner. And when she found her glasses, she was like, I just, I felt like I was back in the original movie again. She goes, it just overwhelmed me that here I am playing Tula so many years later. And I found that to be very, very, I found that to be like, you know, and again, it just goes to show what the character meant. And I'm very glad that <clears throat> I'm very glad that she found the inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's it's a double-edged sword, I think. Everybody wants you to rush to make a sequel. You know, and it's rare that everyone rushes rushes you to make a sequel if you did so well on If the you did first so well, time. but they want to rush you to make a sequel. And sometimes when you rush it, that could ruin it ruins the sequel. It's, it ruins it's the first it's, one. It's really. rare, right? It's rare that a sequel can be better or even as good as the original. A lot of people, the sequel, you know, you're a little bit disappointed. On the flip side of that, you wait 13 years to make a sequel, and you're like, that's a lot of time passed. A lot, a lot, a lot of time passed. You just, you wonder, is it too long? Do people not care anymore? Have people forgotten uh, about it? And I, I think it was bold for her to say, okay, we're going to make the sequel. It was still an independent. Playtone does it. They have Universal mm-hmm. uh, distributing it. It wasn't Gold Circle. I mean, the first one was distributed so much differently than this one is that, I don't know, I mean, its opening weekend on this movie was $20 million, I believe. Yeah, I think it was number three in the it box office. It was number three office. in the box office. Oh, it um, its opening weekend was, was seventeen. It opened up number three. It's done about $23, $24 million, right? But here's the thing. The first one opened up to $2 million. But the first one went on to make, I believe it was $237 million. Oh, so much money. So, you know, near it, there's a great uh, interview with Katie Couric mm. uh, on Yahoo. Okay. And um, she talks to Neo about, like, <clears throat> what are your expectations? Like, is there a lot of pressure? She's like, yes, there is. She goes, but it's a different kind this time because things have changed so much. She goes, we need audiences to come opening weekend to this movie. She goes, the original took everybody by surprise, but the original played in theaters for about a year, which is true. The distribution pattern, like 13, 14 years ago, a movie can stay in theaters, and my big fat Greek wedding was so popular that it played all over and it could change theaters and it literally could stay in, in it could stay in theaters for about a year. Well, that's not the case now. Yep. If you're not if you're not pulling in numbers, there's so much product coming out. Our our Blu-ray DVD, yeah, they'll pull you. Yeah, they'll pull you, they'll pull you well. after. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. You know. So I get it. Like I don't think that my Big Fat Greek Wedding Two is going to make two hundred and thirty-seven million dollars, but considering I. Th- I think the, the, the budget on this movie was... Did you find anything on this? Um, let's see. Ha-ha. By, ha. that, By the I, way. I had around $18 million, That's what I... And that's not including peanuts. That is, yeah. 
Not including what? P&A, uh, prints or hard drives and advertising. What were you going to say? Oh, I just wanted to say, I've been looking at the chat. Anthony wants a shout out. He says, love the show and like this movie. Uh, hello, Anthony. Uh, Hi, Anthony. Mary Gruva says, Papus are stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to teach older Greeks to use of the computer and technology. It's exhausting. It is. It and is. True. <laughs> oh, he says so Greeks good. definitely know how to lay on the guilt too. Oh, 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 oh. So no, I thank, hey, you, thank you very much for for chiming. Thank you for being with us live for my big factory wedding too. Yeah, we love you um, guys. Yeah, we really do. And 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 again, this is the kind of movie that this is not the Batman Superman audience visual. Nope. Right, but I'm glad that we're able to talk and we even have people on board live to mm-hmm. to, to catch this. So. Okay, so going back to that Katie Couric interview, she was so right. Nia Vardalos was saying that this movie's not... She basically was saying this movie's not going to play as good as we think it is. It's not going to play in theaters for a year. And she's right. And so get that opening number. Um, I still think that they're going to make money. Um, the, you know, so far they have $32 million worldwide box office. Which is, you know, not too shabby for a movie that cost eighteen. Yeah, you know, I mean, they already made their money back with this film. I <clears throat> and I think it's, that's also just a testament of the time that two thousand two. It feels like not as many people were focused on the opening numbers of what what makes a successful financial movie compared I agree. to technology has changed so much that we already get those numbers immediately in the first three days of an opening of a film and people dictate how well a movie's going to do just based on the first three days. Well, I can tell you from from my meager experience, the way that the original was distributed, it was by Gold Circle. They had no idea this movie was going to be as big as it was. Okay, Gold Circle, as a, as a distribution company, did not have the technology that bigger studios had to input grosses. So some are saying that the gross could even be higher than what they actually are showing because uh, they had they were actually using ledgers. Oh, we got twenty five. Yeah, like oh they were they, no. they they had They're no. Like on an Excel they were booking. They were this, working they were, they were on booking Gus's it. computer. They were booking on Excel spreadsheets. That's how That's they were crazy. booking this into theaters. They didn't have. Well, good for them. You know, so. Look at all the hard work and elbow grease. You yeah. can do anything you want, folks. And Windex. Yes. Windex. And Windex. Yeah, you Windex. gotta have the Windex. Spray it Windex. on your computer. Windex, Windex works. So, um, <laughs> you know, another thing that I want to talk about. So, the other thing that Nia Vardalis goes into, and I, and I think she, I think she succeeded. Is she, you know, she wanted to write. She writes strong woman characters, and I think in a movie like this. You know, this movie is filled with strong women characters, as any Greek family has their strong women characters. But she said something that I thought was really fascinating. She said, yes, I write strong women characters, but I have to make strong men characters too, or else it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. She goes, you have to pay attention to the other faction and write their characters well, or else it doesn't work, and you become... It doesn't. It doesn't ring true, mm-hmm. and I found that I found that so like it was really great that yes, I can write for a strong Greek woman or I can write a strong woman. My mom, Aunt Vula, my character, even her daughter. I mean, but if you don't have the strong man too, and I'm not. Don't misunderstand me. You can. You have, like strong men. 
No, easy, just easy, no. Easy. I think strong yeah. characters in general. Yes. it's an important thing to yes. do, and we shouldn't <clears throat> give precedence to women or men. It should all be equal. It should, and, and that's and, what the whole feminism fight is about in general: is yeah. equality. Thanks. And I think that's beautiful that she did that. Yeah, fight and, and, fight and, every and day. I mm-hmm. and I find that I find that to be. What a great attitude to have, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age, in, in this business, this industry we're in. I also, she also shout out. She goes, we're in an age now. She goes, where women are becoming. She goes, she even shouted out to Amy Schumer has train wreck. She goes, uh, Mindy Kaling show. Like she goes, there are women out there who are writing great female characters. Mm-hmm. And I again, I appreciate the shout out because I mentioned train wreck earlier in the show. It's a much different movie than my big fat Greek wedding, too. Yes, it is. I found it to be hysterical. But, yeah, I I get that. Like, strong females who can also be funny. I Mm -hmm. mean, and that's so, you know, like, nowadays we're we're finding that because, I mean, hello, Ghostbusters is coming out with all strong four female leading characters. So, like, yeah, I think that's also just... Times are changing. And I think that's so great of Nia to point that out because just because she can right to strong women strong women voices and whatnot that shouldn't lead the men to the side and be like oh we're still here you know yeah because ultimately we're human beings and we all need to have strengths and we, when we're strong we make our counterparts stronger so right. that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing yeah so <clears throat> going with that and I think and again I think she succeeded you know I mean I really do and in, in, in giving the mom a little bit more giving Vula a little mm-hmm. more you know Mana Yaya a little more um, I thought that that was uh, fantastic. Uh, one thing that I had to do, I had to give a shout out to a friend of the show, uh, Christopher Lemertz, who did the music to this movie. Wow. Okay. Um, he's been on our show before. We interviewed him. He was yeah. on the show for Horrible Bosses too. Um, I should have known. I should have known that he may have had a hand in my big fat Greek wedding too, when the Greek version of White Wedding shows up in this movie. <laughs> I mean, so good. So good. It was hysterical. But that's what he does. That's that that's his strength. He could pick like cool music that perfectly fits that perfectly fits into the movie that you're watching because it's what the characters would be thinking and and cool. I I mean I love that. I, yeah. I thought that, that I was just laughing. I was like, wait a minute. Oh my god, that's white wedding in Greek. <laughs> I thought it was a really good rendition. In fact, I'd like to put yeah, it on my record. I kind of want to download it on iTunes mm, right yeah. now. So, uh, so a shout out there. <laughs> um, like technology, I wanna, you guys. I, technology. I do want to talk a little bit about. Why don't we? We'll talk a little bit about reception. We talked about the grosses, but I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about audience, and I want to talk again. This is one of those movies where the audience and the critics are completely different, polar opposite. Yeah, and. I gotta be honest, very, I don't understand, I don't understand the hate. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes currently 24%, which I don't understand. Well, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I get, don't it. get it. I mean. That's significantly <clears throat> low. That's, that's what like, no. What were you expecting out of this film? I, you know, I, some, were this you is expecting how nasty, a humongous fight? This is how nasty some of the reviews were about this movie. Um, my big fat Greek wedding to consider this the divorce. I was like, wow, what? what the hell movie did you see? Like, you have ice in your face? Like, yes, ice. You know, I don't get Those it. Those people are miserable. Cold. 
they're miserable and maybe they're feeling sad because they don't have a big fat Greek family. Exactly. You know, I mean, I can't imagine what else it is. I mean, no, it's not like the next Citizen Kane, but that's not what we were looking for in right. this movie. We were looking for a heartwarming family film that's going to make us laugh, going to make us feel, and that we can leave feeling good about. And it did exactly that. And like I said, right off the top, I was so surprised that I came out saying I thought it was funnier than the original. I there was going into a, a sequel that's coming on 13 years of its original uh, a two, my big fat Greek wedding two. I did not think that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. And then I come out saying it was funnier than the original. And I start reading these reviews off of Rotten Tomato. I'm like, the hell movie did you see? Like, were you really expecting like a train wreck kind of a movie? Like, did you see the original? Like, and again, I'm not going to argue that this is a that this is a fantastic movie, but it's a it's a good, safe, heartwarming. It's a beautiful movie. It makes you feel good. You know, I think there's nothing not to like about it. For what its purpose was, it fulfilled exactly that. Yeah, Yeah, and and Dimitri, to your point, I think it was also twice as funny in this film because they had the same jokes from the first one, same emotional beats, but yet then they added new jokes to Mm -hmm. this one. So I still laughed at the first jokes I've already heard and then the new one. So it was twice as funny. And as you said earlier, they expanded on it. They took the root word game... And then they pass it off to the kids, yeah. and they make it work. Yeah, I, I thought that was funny. Now, we're talking about the big polar opposite on CinemaScore, which this is uh, this is a company that, that actually goes out opening weekend and gets actual audience reaction. Um, this, this, so the audiences give My Big Fat Greek Wedding to an A-. minus. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think so. I completely I mean, agree. I just want to know what the hell people were thinking going into this movie. That, you know, considering, too, that this is what I found shocking was the original got 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is high. Um, you know, that's a, I, high, that's I mean, a high number. I, I get the 76 for the first one because you got to remember that was in it. It's an original story. Sure, no one has really seen that play out on screen. In that way, I mean, if you lived it, great for you. But to mm-hmm. for everyone else to realize, like, that's a kind of family that we all kind of wanted to know and love. Sure. So there was that originality aspect that people love because it was so new to them. Right. And I think <clears throat> this one, they were maybe expecting something new. But it was like, it's the same family you're literally watching. You can't get that same original love that you had because it was the same people. I get that. I get that. I mean, but again, I think, too, that character comedies... Or hard to do in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Like, and this this is a character comedy. And, and to prove how hard it is to do a character comedy, after my Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 came out, how many, like, freaking... Oh, I love Marissa. Okay. <laughs> <There> we <go>. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting closer to Yeah, there. I just think that... Look how many rip-off movies tried to come out after my Big Fat Greek Wedding. There was a lot that went straight to video. They, they, all, they, they tried this formula. It just it didn't work. It couldn't work because we're, you know, it was done so well in the first one. So I, I don't know. Like I said, I think it was really bold. But when you have an $18 million budget, <clears throat> which again, and Neil Verdales is quick to point out, we're still independent. We have distribution rights. Universal is distributing the movie, but they didn't mm-hmm. produce the movie. You know, and when you get everybody on board, I think that says something about, you know, what, what, you're, what you set out to do and accomplish. And I think they all succeeded. Yeah. And making good entertainment. And I think maybe one of the things, and not really like going against them, but that could 
maybe add to the fact that why their critics' ratings are so low is that we have these characters, they're back, but yet we only focus on like a handful of them and the rest are still kind of, I don't want to say one dimension, but like they haven't grown. The periphery. Yeah, they haven't. We didn't go more in-depth layered character development. I mean, you can't do that with so many people on no. screen. You no, can't. There's no time. Family. If it was There's a TV no show, fine. There are episodes for that, but There's not no in time. a movie. Yeah. And I get that. I was like, if people were expecting character developments for everyone, no, it's just yeah. not possible. No, there's not enough time. And again, I think giving it to the elder statesmen of the movie where you gave them more to do and they were very funny. You know, another thing that I really appreciated about this movie it didn't overstay its welcome this movie comes in at about 90 minutes yeah right and short that's and sweet it, short and sweet you I mean you're in it's done I didn't feel like I was looking at my watch I didn't feel like this was a boring movie I laughed from beginning to end right. and I was like by the time it was done I was like that was a fun night that was a fun night at the movies and you know I, I say God bless Universal for, for, for distributing this theatrically because somebody could have argued nah do it straight to VOD no. and if you had you had done that you would have left money. You would have left twenty million dollars open, seventeen million dollars opening weekend on the table. Or, or and right now we're at like twenty five or whatever. You don't do that. This movie again. The audience that I saw it with laughing, laughter is infectious. I don't care whether you're seeing a train wreck or my big factory wedding too. When an audience is laughing, you're laughing with them too. Oh yeah. I mean, my theater was completely sold out, and the guy who's sitting next to me, he was like probably mid-30s and whatnot. Was he, Greek? he was I don't know. <laughs> he was laughing way more than I even yeah. was. So, like, it, it was funny all around. Everyone was laughing in my theater, and people loved it. People and laughing clapped hard, at the not end just of like it. a ha. Yeah. yeah. It was, was like, a yeah, how was your movie belly laugh? It was a high giggling from yeah. him. It was like that as well. It wasn't completely full, but it was the fullest movie theater I've been in in a long time. Mostly when I go to the movies lately, it seems there's like two or three people there. It's huh. been weirdly vacant. This one was very full. Burbank AMC, shout out. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was really nice. And it was really nice to hear people laughing from their gut. Yeah. You know? I yeah. feel like there's just so much tragedy in the world. Every day there's a new terrorist attack. Yeah. It's just nice to be around people who are having joy. And yeah. I thought that's what this film brought. And again, you know, a good comedy uh, as the movie-going experience, it's, it's so infectious. Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie did. A favorite uh, scene? <laughs> There's so many just good moments in general. I liked how they didn't take the time to, because everyone was already established. The first one, we had to build a relationship between Tula and Ian. Right. So that took up a lot of time. But this one, like they just went straight to the wedding. Right. And that was f- still fun to watch. Yeah. And like I loved, of course, everyone just getting ready. Just the hair and the, the salon scene was right. always fun. Yeah, the salon scene was very fun, too. Yeah. I love the Four. one with Mana Yaya with the hand grab. I love the scene where she told her to shave everything. <laughs> I die. Any scene that uh, that Aunt Vula was in, Andrea Martin, was I'm in, amazing. I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm in charge. She, she was so great. Oh, when she's under the table with the spanakopita. I mean, we pretty much mentioned everything that I... Oh, I love the makeout scene in the car. I thought that was brilliant. Yes, oh my that, God, was coming with the that is so funny. That is so funny. You know... What um, are you doing? <laughs> Do you not have that a house for that? <laughs> that they bought for them. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, I mean the 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 scene where Aunt Vula, like where they they're corralling the troops, and it's like, how, why is how did everybody get here? It's like ah, telegram, telephone, telegreek. And, <laughs> and what's funny about that 
is 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 um, Nia Verdalos when when she finished her script, she says she calls John Corbett on his birthday to tell him we're gonna go forward with the sequel, and then I had to finish the script and was gonna send it to him. And then I picked up the phone and got to call the other cast members, but I only told two because by the time I got to the third, fourth, fifth calls, they had all called each other. <laughs> Telegram, telephone, telegreek. They all knew by the time she went. That is I mean, so like, funny. That is, like, that to me is very funny. And that just shows, like, A how... Testament. Yeah, uh, just how well they just kept in contact, c- contact with yeah. each other over yeah. all these years. Yeah. That they were still, like, family. Yeah. So let's hope that... Uh, Let's hope that it doesn't take another 14 years. Let's hope. For Fingers this. crossed. Yeah, so, um, well, why don't we go uh, with our closing... Oh, I, I, can, I can say this. Um, the, at the wedding, at the wedding reception, mm-hmm. um, they were playing... I had this song in my head. Uh, this is another thing my mom would say a lot. She, you know, whenever... Hopopo Maria. Hopopo Maria. And here this song is playing Hopopo Maria. Hopopo Maria. Um, All right? Yeah. Now, did you know that that song actually was written for our great Maria Menounos? Are you serious? No. Oh. April Fool's. Oh! <laughs> I wasn't believing that. I'm like, mm. I got yeah. you for a second. I you look so... You got it, Lauren. You look so earnest, Dimitri. I got dude. Dimitri, not Ernest. <laughs> Ernest goes to camp. You got Lauren. Um, and Jimmy. So, and, and Jimmy, hey. Um, so in any case. No, it was... Uh, but again, that's something that my mom would say. Hopopo Maria. What does it mean? It's just, it means, oh, my head, Maria. Oh, my God, Maria. Oh, my, you know, but it, oh. you, you say it in, like, oh, Papa Maria. Like, like when you're in, a, when you're pre- in this, like, like uh, desperation. Like, Santa Maria? Like, like, like oh, uh, throw my hands uh, up in the air and I'm resigned to, oh, it's like, oh, Papa Maria. And I'm like, fine. here's the song of Papa Maria. That's hysterical. I was like, just, like, those little things mm. I was just, like, cracking up at. You don't have to be Greek to enjoy the wedding scene because it was hysterical to see everybody dancing and, you know, I you know that was. I really love the funny. wedding. The wedding yeah. was awesome, and I liked how they had a second pass, and even the joke <coughs> with uh, Ian's family. Yes. It was like when she was walking down the first <laughs> the first time, like the spitting. I was like, there it is, there it is. I was like, Where, where's the spitting? And there it is. And it was so funny because it came from the American family, not yeah. the Greek family. Yeah. And, and I want to bring you know we we're about to wrap, but that scene at the wedding I thought was very nice between Tula and, and Ian. Oh yeah, um, like renewing like how their wedding vows. Yeah. Oh. They're officially, unofficially That's renewing so their wedding vows, and yeah. they were just going around. You gotta I remember because the way we it was directed loved, was really nice. Yeah, we we loved the first movie because it was those two who was getting yeah. married. That's why we had a second one. Yeah, and I like how she. You want to get married? Like it was a good. Uh oh, what's what? No, no, no. Uh, it was like a, a the chat video was playing while we're talking, so it's always funny to watch yourself like is, five seconds later. Seconds and, later. Yeah, have there been any other comments before we start to wrap up? Um, no, anything good? No, no. People, people. Uh, Dominique said, "Great Dominique. accent uh, for you." Well, thank <laughs> you, Dominique. The there you go. That's what I do. I grew up with a Greek mother, and I've had the Greek parents. So I, I sort of know the, the accent, sort of kind of good, especially when I talk like my mother. Dimitri, the can is very, the can is very buffo. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, what are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> so let's leave it with that. So let's leave it with that. So final parting shots, parting impressions. I love this movie. I'm definitely gonna buy it when it comes out on DVD. Yeah. And I, I mean, you're listening to us, so obviously you've seen it. But I think it's so good to have a clean family movie mm-hmm. out within all the crap of the. I'm not. I shouldn't say crap, but like all the craziness of DC movies. Marvel movies, just like oversaturation of just things constantly thrown at mm-hmm. us. And it's nice to have a family that we loved 14 years ago mm-hmm. to watch them again to have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's clean. And that's so what we need right now. Yeah. And to hear a human story instead of aliens or superheroes or yes. anything of that sort. It's just good to hear a story about a family. Yeah. it's it's It, uh, it was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me my action movies, my horror movies. I love a good, you know, I like a good raunchy comedy. I don't mind the already comedy. Um, but it was a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. to come and see my big fat Greek wedding, too. You know, which is quote-unquote safe. Um, there was a lot that I could relate to. In some cases, even more than the original movie. Um, I think they, I think they did a very good job. I think Nia and team did a very good job. If she decides to do a, a third, you know, I will more than likely, I'm, I'm going to be there. Uh, I've I think already it was bought funny. my ticket. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so there you have it, folks. Marissa, where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren Lograsso. And you can support me on Twitter. Up, up, up with the bazooki. Up with the bazooki. Opa! Opa! You can support me on Twitter at DMovies1701. want to thank you all for joining, watching, listening being part of the discussion. It means so much to us Greeks that you listen. Listen good. <laughs> so thank you very much. Keep tuning in to the Popcorn Talk Network and all of our shows like DC Movie News and Jedi Alliance and of course Anatomy of a Movie. Thank you very much for watching. Yasu. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff. We would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.